We are not millennials. We are matured. Brought up on collaboration as an art form. Delivered as value. Hey, Steve. Oh, I always get so amped up when I hear that song. Cracking, oh, isn't it? It I'm, is beautiful. I'm going to start uh, with the musician about the next track for number 100. Awesome, yes. And uh, work out what we're going to do with that. But yeah, it's fabulous. Um, we should have like two symphonic orchestras dueling against each other or something. <laughs> That's true. A three-minute podcast, but <laughs> 97 minutes of orchestra music playing as, the, uh, as kicking off the event. Yeah, that would be good. I mean... What, what could something like that cost? Like 50 grand or something? Per orchestra? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. I have to wonder yeah. how much these, these orchestra musicians get paid. Because, you know, the amount of rehearsal and stuff they put in, they play for an hour and then they go home. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like consultancy. Like you're not getting paid for the hour. You're getting paid for your experience and all the homework you did to deliver all that awesomeness in one hour. That's a brilliant analogy. Yes. Superb. And I get to wear a black dress. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> there you go. Hey, welcome to another episode of Office 365 Distilled. Stephen Moraine sitting here doing strategy tonight. Yes. Doing strategy tonight. And we've got to look forward to a few things as well, haven't we? You've got uh, Glasgow coming up in yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, Scottish uh, Summit in two weeks, actually. I really need to start making some Does that mean we need to move the next podcast? Oh. Possibly. Possibly, yes. And I'm going to be at the other end of the country at Commsverse. Yeah. Cool. So, And then I have to rush back and set a tent up to spend four days at Workta <gasps> for a rock festival. Nice. Yeah, that'd be so cool. So you've got Metallica coming, you've got Red Hot oh, Chili Peppers cool. coming. Oh, man. But you, you go to bloody Glasgow and you've got... Spaceside coming and We've Ben Romack. We've got Romac some whiskeys coming um, our way. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. This is all the fun. It's good that summer's on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think yeah. everybody, last two years, everybody knows the tales. So I don't need to go into them. But yeah, summer seems to be on. In fact, uh, Silva was telling me she read an article that they think they're going to have to cancel some of the festivals in Belgium because there's not enough sound equipment and sound engineers to go round. Oh, no. Everybody has kind of said, yes, we're going to do a festival because we haven't done them for years. Yeah, And exactly. yet there's a bunch of them that really didn't plan and book all of their kit and equipment. Oh, and no. Yeah, so, oh, uh, no. so, so it's going to be interesting. But there are loads of events. Like my daughter just booked a ticket tonight. You were all yeah. excited about what was there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it's neat. And we've got a new thing that we should introduce, our weed rams. Oh, yes. If yeah. you go online now... You will find the first of two, he says, hoping that he gets his finished and, and online. <laughs> but two, yes, we're doing these wee drams. Um, Marin and I kind of have lots of different kind of subjects. You know something, actually? I'm going to let you repeat what you said on your wee dram about why we're doing this. Uh, oh, come oh, on. Man. It was brilliant. Marin's oh. got the first wee dram. Wee dram 01. And he talks about low code and setting up low code in the organization but he starts off by saying that you know 
we both have our ideas. We get together and we put this stuff together here. But it's nice just to have something a little more serious. So as if it's it's an opportunity where we're not joking and laughing and entertaining you and you have to find the golden nuggets out of the conversation. But it's just pure advice, pure knowledge, pure ideas on where we're going to go with. And uh, yeah, so Moraine recorded it, sent it over to me and I edited it down. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the joke about the naked ladies and, uh, doing it yourself on the podcast is, is quite cool. So yeah. people will have to listen out for that. So please don't be offended folks. It's only Marine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you'll see those. So on yeah. everywhere you get our normal podcasts, the we dram, uh, low code, what do we call it? Building the low code solution or something. Yeah. Something like that. But the, the idea is that we would do more of these we drams, so instead, well, next to our regular podcast episodes yeah. that you will always get, uh, we will also put in some wee drams uh, to dig deeper on a subject that we really want to talk about and, and that don't need all that banter around uh, and things like that. Yeah. Yep. I told you, you knew what you were doing. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> so yes, we should mention that. So that'll be good. Hopefully you'll enjoy those. For those kind of 20-minute journeys, uh, they're not going to be long-winded and, and all that sort of stuff. But we're going to go strategy today because Moraine went to see Microsoft today. Yes. For the first time in a few years, I was allowed out of the house for <laughs> once. And um, I went to Microsoft, to Microsoft Belgium, to the Microsoft Club. Uh, first time the I Microsoft went there. Microsoft 365 Club. That's what it's called, isn't it? Um, yeah. M365 Club? Might be. Might There's be. a LinkedIn group. There might anyway. be Microsoft Club. Yes. Anyway, at Microsoft. Um, their new building, which is rather spectacular, It isn't is it? an amazing building. Yes. Yes. If only they would make the parking spaces a little bit bigger, but then okay. Actually, um, Moraine says, if only they made me a gold-plated, that's Moraine's space, so he doesn't have to go and park with everybody yes, else. Yes, that as well. Okay. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, yes, I was there and um, we had uh, Benny uh, over, Benny van der Velde from the Flow Consulting, which is a, how do you call that? A concu, conculega. And it's, that sounds he's, Spanish. Uh, yeah. No, he's, he's, he does the same thing as we do. So he's like a colleague, but then he's working for a different organization. So he's a competitor. So he's a competitor. Competitive colleague? No. no I, anyway, it doesn't matter. There's a there's a word in Flemish for that. But is there? Yeah, it's a conculega. It's oh, a wow. competitor that's doing the same stuff as <clears throat> we're doing. Um, but anyway, um, he had a session uh, about the employee experience. And and yes, that's what you were talking about. It was a Viva thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Viva. But just to get you to the point, he gave yes. you an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he... Uh, was talking about uh, Teams as a Hub. Teams as a Hub. Yes. And I have to stop just repeating what you say, because I noticed when we recorded our trailer earlier, I was just repeating all the good stuff that you said and claiming all the last word. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. That's okay. okay. No that's problem. Okay. That's okay. So um, he was actually talking about um, using Teams to onboard other applications onto as well, so that instead of going to five different websites every day, you could just have those websites, for example, appear, not really websites, let's say applications that you go to every day, you can just add them into Teams and then they will be there and then 
it would be easier to find and stuff like that. So, so basically, you're you're saying that sort of it's a, a one shop stop for all your applications. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that that would be the the strategical point of view for um, instead of well, you, you're gonna build or buy a bunch of applications anyway as an organization. Yeah. And um, you need to have it installed on people's laptops or you need to make them available through some kind of web interface and people need to remember where they are or they need to save it as a favorite or whatever. So what if we just put them in Teams? What if we put them on the left rail or in a tab or whatever, wherever people need that information to do their job. How many applications do you think you would put into a hub then? A gazillion. A Brazilian. A, gazi- a Brazilian. A Brazilian. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got no I mean, idea. I mean, you can't get away with many, can you? Because let's be fair, I already get a bit annoyed. I would normally say pissed off, but that would be not right on a live podcast like this. But I would get, I get annoyed that, you know, the tabs on the left-hand side of Teams, there are only five or six of them. And then I come back the following day, they've all changed again on me. So I don't know, you know, if I have 15 apps that I need to have access to, they're all two or three clicks away at least because I have to go to the three dots and then get to where the app is. Mm-hmm. And if they're in a channel, that's even more clicks and things to get to them. And there's no shortcuts and all those kinds of things. But so, yeah, I don't see the concept. You're quite convinced about it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, because it's not a new concept. And actually, I was wondering where I heard this whole story before, and now I remember. So together with the fabulous Corina Linz, I did, or we did, uh, a session four or five times called Onboarding Applications onto Teams. <laughs> <laughs> Last hey, just year. Just a second. Just a minute. Just get this straight. We've just spent an hour and 10 minutes chewing over this idea writing about it thinking about it and you tell me now that you did five sessions called onboarding apps onto ms teams and i'm the one that's old with a bad memory (laughs) something yeah it was called something like that even using teams as to onboard other applications yes and that was exactly what we were talking about (laughs) oh man sorry corina if you are listening sorry about that I appreciate your input, um, and you did great, and I just totally forgot about that. I knew it sounded familiar, but I just couldn't couldn't find out why. Okay. It's interesting that you cannot forget a whiskey you tasted and where you drank it and how wonderful it was. It's crazy. But here you are, thinking, this is a good idea. We should talk about teams as a hub. (laughs) Yes. I thought that was a good idea. (laughs) Well, you should be prepared then to persuade me that this is a good idea because I have to say I'm not convinced. No, I know. Although if Karina was talking about it, she would stand more chance of persuading me than you would. But there you go. Yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. You bloody Um, idiots. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's just just hit this. There's a few things then. So it, it is a strategic goal so if this is something that you want to do it's not something you could do in six months no and let's first let's talk about the idea maybe the the why 
and then let's start about how you would tackle this from a strategic okay, point that. of view. So the idea would be that instead of having all those applications scattered around and being difficult to find, you would add them all into teams where they would all where you would have that one place to find all your applications in. So it would be a bit like uh, having a house with different rooms and having all the things logically in the room, like things in the kitchen in the kitchen and things yeah. in the bathroom in the bathroom and the pillows in the bed in the bedroom, where I know they're going to be. So we're going to empty all those rooms and throw everything into the garage so that it's <laughs> easier to find. And, yes. know, and so you know where it is, it's in the garage. No, it's more like you've got your house with your bedroom and your bathroom and your garage and your whatever, and then you buy a motorhome. Right. <laughs> so that that's the <laughs> that's kind of the idea. Mobile. Yes. <laughs> Mobile but, but, first. But seriously, yes. I mean no. I know I was taking the Mickey, but that yeah. feels like what you're doing, which is why it doesn't feel good to me, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know what my desk like. Yes. Right? And you know you I know you could never work this way. No. So you have a place for everything at home. Yes. I don't. I like to have everything close to me, but I, I live with the fact I can't find shit then. Yeah. I only managed to find my speaker brackets for these monitors that I want to put on the top of the wall here. And it took me at least three weeks to remember where they were. <laughs> and they were in the bottom of a box in the shed from when I redid the, the oh, cinema yes. room. Yes. But the point is that if you're going to try and bring everything to one place, it has to have some... But anyway, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm... but the, the idea would be to show those applications from within Teams. That's that's the idea. Opening them. Opening them, working in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I don't thing. believe this works. So I mean, can you put Netflix into MS Teams? Well, apparently you can. Yes, I argued about that earlier. So Marin said, I'm absolutely certain that would work. So we just did it live. And if you go to the Twitter account, you will see an image. Yes, you can connect Netflix. It does have a bit of a bug, but those kinds of things yeah, will sort it, themselves it's out. It's not meant to work like that, but yeah. But the, the idea is that on the in the team store there are hundreds of applications now built by Microsoft or built by other organizations, large and small. That well, let's say for example, ServiceNow is always like a, a good uh, a good uh, example for that. So you normally an organization would have ServiceNow to handle all their tickets and stuff, and now you could get this add-on for Teams so that you could. Do it from within Teams. Those are those applications that are there though on MS Teams are linked into the act of collaboration or sharing or or communicating. So you don't, for example, have an app for ServiceNow that runs reports on how many tickets you've had and where they're at and a dashboard on your current position. That doesn't Normally, that those kinds of things are not in the app. If you have an app for Salesforce, then the bits that work in MS Teams are the bits that deal with the communications and the customer and being able to retrieve things. So, Might be. No, Might no, no. Be. I know that that's okay. how it actually works. Okay. So it what it does is it takes the best part of the app that is around collaboration and communication and it integrates it within your other collaboration and communication. So it doesn't. It's not the full Salesforce app that you see inside MS Teams. 
So at the moment, and I don't know whether it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying that's how my experience of it working is. That's it. So that's kind of like how SharePoint gets shown in Teams. A little bit. Like the the light version. SharePoint light. Like um, I wanted to, uh, we were playing with shared channels over the weekend. We connected, our our tenants are now in love. We shared a channel. They're intimately connected. Um, so, um, but what, what I did then, because we were testing it is I created a news item, mm-hmm. right, but I couldn't create that news item from within teams. No, uh, I had exactly. to go to SharePoint to create the news item and yeah. then I had to add it as a tab. Mm-hmm. So the, so to, in my mind and strategically, I, I, I kind of get where we're going. I just don't see that share that teams, has the depth in the product to be able to do it effectively at the moment. But so but I'm just giving you my opinion yeah. now. So the apps currently that you've just said, there are lots of other apps. There's 1,400 of them now, I think. Yeah, something Some like that. Silly number. Yeah. It was 200 about three months ago. It's now 1,450. But they all seem to, to be a logical extension of what Teams does, chats, channels, yeah. collaboration. Kind, kind of, yeah. But you could... Theoretically, you could build whatever you want to be on there. And yeah. the idea would be that you would find them easily because they're there. You already work in teams all day, so you don't have to start up something else. It's all there. You can find it. It's very fast and easy and quick and blah, blah, blah. Like when I have my garage and kitchen and bedroom all mixed together in my shed at the bottom of the garden, I can find it easily. Yes. You're not convinced yet, are you? But I mean, the concept we're convinced about potentially. Yeah. Yes. So the strategic idea would be to put everything in one place. Okay. <sighs> it's blowing my mind. I get. Okay. I get why. I do get yeah. why. You spend the logic yes. is you spend a lot of time in MS Teams. Yes. Because our jobs are about sharing communications, collaborating. Yeah. And and stuff like that. Okay. And to be fair, we've actually been doing this for the last X amount of years. How many Outlook add-ons did you have 10 or 15 years ago? Doing no, all kinds question, of applications. Just a second. How many Outlook add-ons did you have 10 or 15 years ago that you kept for longer than five days? Yes, that as well. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But same thing, Outlook also has... Like uh, it's it's your email, but it also has a calendar. It also has tasks. It also has people uh, in there. That's true. That's all and about personal productivity. So it's yes. the same subject. I wouldn't put Salesforce in there because it's not about personal productivity. No, but there's a Salesforce add-on. There's an ERP add-on. There's a Dynamics whatever uh, thing add-on that you put on there. To and handle the email communications aspect of the application yeah exactly so whenever an email comes in that you could just tag it as being an uh, a request for an invoice or whatever and just handle it uh, or automatically or deal with it or put it in a process or i don't know what but, but it's part we but had that but it's part of the communications process of the app it's not part of the raising you wouldn't use it to raise a new purchase order request it might be like, for example, this morning I uh, ordered 100 cotton bags. Don't ask me why, but I, ho- I ordered 100 of them. And I just send that company an email, say, 
you don't have to give me like an, an, an example or whatever, or you don't have to send me like a proposal or whatever. I, this is your price. I saw that on the website. Just give me hundreds of these. Because the button, on the, the button on the website just said, click here to request an invoice and an example and whatever, uh, then, uh, an offer and an example. I don't need all that. Just give me an invoice and make those things and, and ship them to me. Done. So I just emailed them. Wouldn't it be cool if those people actually had on their backend system a way where they could just put that email and mark it as a request for an invoice and just like an order and, and have it all done? Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm, I was talking about Outlook and that there are so many add-ins for Outlook that could trigger your business processes. And we also had that in Teams. I know I've been doing a bunch of things uh, in, in SharePoint, sorry, a bunch of things, a bunch of applications that I was creating on SharePoint. I was creating, uh, like, like with, with the task list, um, the, the whole system of collecting uh, tickets. I have been creating uh, a, a printer um, for a bank, a printer request application, and... So many things that we used to build on SharePoint. So many business processes that we build on SharePoint. So why, why shouldn't we do that on Teams? That would just be a logical next step, next platform, next step. But SharePoint has different sites. So you would navigate to the particular site and you had a strong depth of navigation. So you could sit there and say office services, printing, um, delivery of, uh, repairing, blah, blah, blah. MS True. Teams has got one layer of navigation on the left-hand side with a series of buttons. So how can I, you know, that's, that's just not going to happen, is it? it? It's not built for it. Well, it depends where you put your application. So you can put your application on the left rail, but you could also put it on a tab in a channel in a team. So for example, the IT team, they would be the only one who needed that ticketing app, for example. The HR team needs a different app. The, I don't know, inv uh, purchasing people need something else. So you would just make those applications available for the people that need it. Oh, be it on like, the left so rail give or them the, on team the team that they need to do their job. Yeah, why not? Okay. And you can just add it to their day-to-day -day stuff. For example, if you've got HR working on recruiting new people, then that recruitment app or interface with their LinkedIn or whatever kind of system that, it, that they're using, why not put it on there as a tap as well? If they're already discussing it and getting, um, uh, I don't know, resumes and whatever, why not have that application there as a tap as well? Because that complements the work they're doing around that specific system. Same thing with tickets. So I've got my ticketing system. And wouldn't it be cool if I could also just ask anyone on the team if they already have seen this problem, for example. Or asking what kind of steps that they need to take. All within that same Teams channel. Well, a bit like... Service now works at the moment where you type in how do I how do I fix my printer to the laptop and it says hey have a look at these links yeah and if not then raise this ticket so that would be good if we went and built that 
in MS Teams, in the channel, and then just go straight to the form. In a chatbot. Yeah, oh. so we could we could buy it from, yes. from ServiceNow mm-hmm. and then completely ignore that bit mm-hmm. and just build the form. There's some logic here. I, I'm not, I know that I'm being really sarcastic and I know I'm throwing looks at you because I'm going, this boy is losing it. <laughs> but there, there is a certain amount of logic if the business processes were built into the interface so yeah. you're not relying upon the navigation. So if you customize the front end for raising a ticket for a new printer, for example, okay? No, that's a bad example. But Yeah, I, I understand. But, so therefore you kind of just fill the form out and you then send it off and then they can reply back in the chat and say, hey, this is the form you filled out so that you kind of have your work, you have your pieces of work, a little bit like my content works in Office 365. So when I click on my content, I've actually got all the things that I did. All right, so I have documents I shared with people, attachments I've received, and I get all the metadata where they came from. And if I open one, I get it in the context of this is the email, this is the document I see. So if I raised a form request for a new printer, then it would be nice if I can go to have them in one place. Yeah. Oh, but Teams won't do that anyway, will it? Because it will want them all in different channels. So I would always have to navigate. It can't present it to me because nothing ever moves out of a channel or nothing ever moves out of a team. The only thing I get is that one place in the top left-hand side that says... Notifications. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not sure it's the right platform. I, I The only driver that I see this is I work in there a lot of the time. Yeah. But then again, I sit at this desk all day long and it's really nice to get off my ass and go and get myself a coffee, walk around the garden and come back and sit down again and carry on working. So the same logic says it would be nice to actually leave this bloody Teams environment that never gets me to, to do something like email. Or would you build email into MS Teams as well? You could. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, I... the concept I kind of get, I just don't see it. I don't see Teams as a structure. Maybe they've got to change Teams around and kind of make it more something. But in its current format, I find it very, very structured. You know, there's the left yeah. navigation, mm-hmm. which I can only put one or two on. Whereas a SharePoint site, the navigation on a communication site, I can group them, I can do all kinds of stuff, and it helps me. It, it can, I can set audiences on. Can you set audiences on the navigation on the left-hand side of Teams? You could put policies in, yeah, where you could just say, okay, only this group of people should see it. Like, for example, onboarding. You could create an onboarding app or an onboarding page or website or whatever that you would just show people that have been onboarded. And then after three or six months, you would get rid of it or get rid of the people in the policy. I can see it as an application platform but i can't see it as a hub i know we wrote on there something different yeah, yeah. You know, i know we said teams is a hub not and it's not a platform but i can kind of see it as a platform where you would go to facilities team and there would be a tab that says um request something and then uh inside that channel not the tab sorry so i gave a team and then a channel requests i kind of see a bunch of tabs across the top 
and I click on the tab and then I get a bit of information about what I need to do and a button for a form. Yeah, but then you need to be a member of the team. So what if that would just be a button in your left rail facilities? But how many button, buttons would then, I need? Well, what you could is you could create one power app that would rule them all. For example, <laughs> the My Company power app and if you click on that you would have like a button with it requests facilities uh car things hr questions whatever and that would just lead you to other power apps that would go bring you deeper into whatever you want to have that's something that we've been building a number of times in sharepoint as well like one sharepoint site that would have an answer to all your requests and that's called an intranet I'm guessing that Viva Topics could also be of an assistance here because that's already bringing a lot of this contact already together. So rather than pages, you could have apps. Rather than topics, if you had apps, if it yeah. treated the app like it does a topic. Exactly. So if you could add a link to an application on a topic card... Yeah, but what you're trying to do is make it work. Yeah. But I think if you're developing this stuff mm. and you've got that AI, that ability to link this stuff together, the ability to find out what apps the rest of your team are working on, you know, I think that there's there's some value in it as part of the, the SDK that says I can I can take this and use it within my app development. I also think it would be really neat for things like when I raise a ticket for my team and then I go on holiday and I only get the responses back to my email, then that technology would say, hey, Steve raised a ticket on this topic that you're interested in and just to let you know, it, this is the update and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the rest of your, the rest of the people you collaborate with would also be able to see it. So I guess I can kind of see that my problem is that I see Teams as it is now, and I think the interface is pretty crap. To be fair, all right, it's it's not dynamic. It's 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 fixed. You can't really change it that much. I, how would I group all my teams together? I can't. One of my biggest frustrations is I can't group all the teams that are from facilities that I'm working on. Yeah, and all the teams that I'm with, you know. So I can't even I'll, group those. And whenever I train people, go, oh, can I make my own tab? No, nope, you can't, you know. There are so many, dear Jeff, whenever I'm teaching MS Teams, I get so embarrassed when the most obvious of things it's are not, not available. Yeah, Your teams and hidden teams, I just want to make my own groups as yeah. well. I have a, like I project have a, teams, department teams, whatever. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. I want to change the subject, just a very brief session, brief, brief, brief moment or two, because you're a an MVP, so you're the oh boy. seer yeah, of knowledge. Yeah, put some pressure on those No pressure shoulders. at all. Uh, but if you get this wrong, the next bottle of whiskey is yours. Um, right. Um, what's user voice been replaced with? Uh, the, their own solution. An and own, and uh, how do I get to it? And what's it called? I don't know how it's called. I don't know how you get to it, but there's a website somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. I've had two occasions this week when I was in some chat and somebody said and it was Microsoft community yeah and yeah. alien this is a user voice you click on the link and you get no go away yeah you don't get any help on where you should go to get this oh done. really Ooh. okay uh, and and that's happened to me at least two or three times this week because I've been looking around a, a, a few problems to resolve so you don't know what it's called 
Okay. Uh, no, but I know that they've built their own solution. I, I heard the same thing as well, but I have no idea where it is. All right. No. Okay, that's, so, folks, if you know where it is, then send me a message and tell me what it's called. I'm sure one or two of you more um, careful. MVP-like people. Yeah, MVP-like <laughs> people, yeah. Mm. All right. So, I think, I think, I, I honestly don't know. I see the benefits. All right, here's a risk. What happens if your client goes wrong? You've lost access Actually, to all of your yeah. apps. Actually, I had that this morning that Teams wouldn't want to start up and I had to kill it a few times before it actually wanted to work. Yeah. So that is a good question. So imagine having to deal with the constant upgrades of Teams as a developer. Imagine yeah. that. You know, they do an upgrade, it's downloaded to 600 people and your app don't work. That's the same thing with the SharePoint framework, for example. Frameworks don't change in depth, but SharePoint sites were fairly stable. Yeah, you would think that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that there is a, a lot of updates. I mean, I same thing with PowerShell, for example, or, or with whatever kind of technology. It's so rapidly moving these days. But those applications, you don't want to have to keep doing updates because it has to fit inside an environment that, that is no, constantly changing. No, I get changing. that, I get that. But I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you need to build your own applications all the time. You can just also buy an, an application and then the publisher of that app just needs to make sure that it stays available. And in the end, you could just have a website there that you would tabify or however or whatever you want to call it, like wrap some Teams wrapper around it and make it available. App as a tab. An app as a tab, yes. Brilliant, yes. App as a tab. Yeah. So that, that would be an, an, an idea as well. So... I think there's there's definitely some benefit of making it available and uh, yeah putting All right. it where it belongs. Give me the top five benefits then of putting your apps into MS Teams, so you can write your next presentation. And bear in mind you've already done this before, so it should just be a case of dragging them back from your memory. Yeah, anyway. well, that's the problem. <laughs> that's what whiskey does to you. Okay. No, but seriously. Yes. So, so what are they? So okay. So five, five uh, so, plus points. So access from one application. So that's one yes. of them, I suppose. Yes. So it's it's super easy. No, that's not an advantage. It can't be easy because okay. it's too it's too flat. And you know, actually, I'll give you the five disadvantages later, but they're probably the yes. opposite to yours. Uh, yes. So you've got one. Everything's in one place. Yes. Exactly. Um, it you you've got your um your whole uh store with hundreds thousands of apps that are there and if you can't find what you want to buy you can build it yourself with power platform and dataverse and the sdk that's on there so you can choose how far you want to go down the developer path okay that's two it does feel like you were reaching there a little bit, but that's fine. Yeah, it's because I am. What else? Why else would that be a good idea? Let me look at the board to see if there's anything on anything there. Anything good idea. Yeah. Yeah, so 
right now I'm in the moment of migrating a company from their Citrix workspace to their local desktop. Yeah? One of the things we're not migrating, we're telling that to everyone, is we're not going to migrate your favorites. So you need to export them themselves, put it on the shared drive so that they're available outside your Citrix environment, and then you need to import them again. You don't have that with Teams. So if those people would be working on Teams within their Citrix environment, if you would move them out of the Citrix environment, those applications will still be available. Same thing with, uh, I need to change uh, my laptop into another laptop or I'm working on a different machine. I've got all my applications there. I've got all my links to all my applications there. So I don't need to figure out Oh, what was the login link for that one application that HR was using to do this? I don't know. Now you can just say, okay, I go to Teams, I go to office.com, open up Teams, and there, there's the application. Just the same as you do with Windows 10 then and Windows 11 then. So you log into Windows 11 on a different machine and, hey, look, it looks exactly like when I logged onto it on that other laptop. Yes, but No. <laughs> why because here you would be yeah logged in and it would yeah you don't have to download all these things it's all don't have to download and, windows 11 no i get that but no 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 next no. how many were that well like you've six, only done two seven eight oh <laughs> all right all right let's okay let's move this away from there for a second or two um so you think this is a perfect solution uh no no. I don't think there are any perfect solutions. Oh, nicely saved there. No. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. The only perfect solution in my opinion is Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only perfect solution there is. A solution for what? Or maybe that new Ferrari uh, F Something what's that? Rather. F550 whatever. Yes. Maybe that as well. Perfect solution. Yeah. I'm not convinced about this. I, I do like the idea that it's a, it's a strategic objective. So everything must be available from MS Teams. Yeah. I just think to get it, there's so much you would have to do and change. Like, for example, there's, there's not even a shortcut to a tab. You know, so at the moment, if I go into browser, I can sit there and, and say, you know, off my favorites bar, boom, boom, and I'm there. Yeah. Uh, or I can even force it so it opens uh, in there. Um, you can't pin a tab to your favorites or whatever. You can do that with a channel, but not with a tab. Yeah, yeah um, I get that. And there's a limited amount of space for tabs across the top. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, it's, it's so anything where I have... Said the man with two 4K monitors. <laughs> I can put <laughs> lots yes, of tabs yes. across the top of mine. Yeah. Um, I also find that um, MS Teams is busy already. There's a lot of UI cluster everywhere. And I'm sure Microsoft yes. are going to kind of work on this. They must know it's it's... It's currently limited in what you can do with the sort of UI. I, I get that. That I mean, mm. it's constantly done. Um, but then again, SharePoint is also pretty busy. It, I agree with that entirely. And they, they, they did a lot of work in SharePoint from the classic to the modern UI, and it cleaned up so nicely. So I'm, 
I, I really hope they would do something like that with teams as well. So I definitely, yeah, I, I agree with you. I honestly think the way to go if you're going to do something like this is that you don't build it into the MS team's architecture. You build it into like the Viva architecture. So you have connections and you have those little ID cards, whatever you call them. The adaptive The adaptive cards. cards. And each of those yeah. adaptive cards then links to an application that gives you what you need to that that might be oh that that can work yeah yeah but then, then you're not using ms teams you're using a web page sure but th that's okay because the web page is available from teams so the idea is that you wouldn't have to go away from teams it, it, that it would all be available from within teams and so you would open it within the teams browser as well yeah if you want to, that's the beauty of, of the whole connections thing. If you want to go to SharePoint and open it from there, you can. But you could also open it from Teams. So if you're already, if, if we're chatting on something and I just need to quickly look, it, look something up, I can just, with a few clicks, I'm there because I'm already in the Teams application. And you also but then again, before I even get to Teams, I have this thing called windows button on the bottom of my screen and i can yes. click on that and then i can see my applications and in the order that i need to or i can shortcut and search for the applications click go and then i'm able to deal with that in a window and then take it from there unless you're running on windows 11 and then you cannot find any of your applications no i've been having the <clears throat> same problem it's driving me nuts i know i've got like uh, five different uh, teams that I set up as a web app, the one for the MVP stuff, the one for my company, for other companies as well. Every time I type in MVP, because I, I named the application MVP Teams, every time I type in MVP, it comes up with a few folders where I put something in that is apparently called MVP, but not the team. And then just after like seven seconds... Oh, we've got another result. Oh, here's the team application. <laughs> yeah, that's the speed of search. I was just thinking about clicking the button and having, you know, a, oh, a five no, by that's... nine apps, and then I can. Uh, it's just stupid and ridiculous. Yes, that as well. Yeah, but that's silly as assuming well. that my operating system is that. That to me is an easier way of getting to your applications because it's designed to allow you to navigate quickly to those things ms teams in my mind is designed to get me to conversations content not necessarily to get into the applications and here's the other thing let's just if if this was really really going to work then the application would have to be integrated into ms teams so if i yes. was searching for printer for example, not only does it give me the one pager on how to set my printer up or a list of printer queues or even a form on how to request a printer, but it should also go into ServiceNow and give me the status of the ticket that I raised on my printer. And so I kind of see the advantage if you can get to that level of integration. But if it's just surfacing forms, if it's just giving you a link or, uh, or an access to it, um, I'm kind of not convinced. I, I, I don't think it. I, I am it. convinced. Yeah. But you wouldn't have that if you if you don't if you don't put it in Teams, you don't have that either way. So I agree that would be nice if you would add it into Teams and you would spend that extra work to really integrate it. I 
totally agree that that would be a big bonus. Yes. And then notifications as well. Like if if my ticket in service now is being solved, that I would get a notification on that. Well, those are the kind of things the inbox apps will do for you. They will yeah. bring that to one place. Mm. The other thing is that how many of your clients do you know how many of your clients do you know um, actually have connections enabled? Uh, four. Oh, okay. You you know quite a few. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I, you know, because an, it's, it's kind successful. of a no-brainer. Yeah, because it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's just showing your intranet page in Teams. That's all. Oh, so that's okay then. So if I show my ServiceNow page, that's an app being surfaced by MS Teams. Yes. So if I show my something else, now Connections has a button that gets added to the top in a permanent position. So my service now, which is my second most important application, can I fix that on the left-hand navigation underneath the Connections? I, I think so. Really? Well, there's, there's a service now application that you can install. No, but the button but itself will constantly move around and be changed. It might be. I, yeah. I, I yeah, don't yeah. know. No idea. No All idea. right. All no right. Well, idea. I, I honestly think I'm going to just give you a couple of my negatives and then I'm going to let you finish off with a couple of positives because we have to go to America. Uh, yes, we have Indiana. We a place we've never drink from yeah. before. Yes, Indiana and uh, and drink a rye whiskey and I always enjoy rye whiskeys. Yes. So, so negatives for me uh, are really the all eggs in one basket. If my MS Teams go down and I've got this apps hub, I need a backup. Now, it may well be the page in connections in SharePoint, but if MS Teams goes down, and at the moment, Teams has got too much of a dependency on the network for me to be able to get to do things. Admittedly, these apps are probably network-based, so if one's down, the loss is down. But just to let you know, that's, so that's my, my first risk. Okay. And the second one is that I just don't get how you can navigate consistently where, within MS Teams because there is no levels of navigation. And there's also no AI that says, hey, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So I, I like the concept. I'm sure you're going to give me a couple of positives that I will agree with. But I just not think it's strategically, it's not ready enough yet for me to say to my dev teams, guys, we're going to develop all our apps now in MS Teams. It is the SDK. This is how it works. And we're going to do an integrated environment. And that's going to be our new strategy. I think there would be an almighty, what the thing are you suggesting? Anyway, so there's my negatives, I'm afraid. Okay. Not okay. convinced. What are you going to okay. tell me? Finish well, positively for everybody. Why? Why? Okay, so you're already using a bunch of applications. Why not check if those applications also have a Teams add-on that you might use? See if that brings any extra value if that simplifies some kind of process. Um, then if you're going to build small applications, low-code, no-code things in Power Platform, where are they going to be used? If they are meant to be used on a mobile phone, okay, cool, and you can add the app on the phone. But if it's a frontline worker that's also going to use Shifts, um, why not add it there to their Teams mobile app? So see where adding the application in Teams might be beneficial. And I think that would be in a lot of cases 
where people are working together and they also need to work in an extra application, why not surface it in Teams? Maybe that's something that requires a little work and might have a big impact. So just like with everything, see where the impact is and see how much work it is. And think about it, leave it open as an option. If, if a group of people say, look, we can't really use it in Teams because of this and this and this, okay, then you don't have to do it. But ask the question, would it be useful if you're also using your CRM form that you need to fill out uh, 20 times a day? Would it be useful if we could also show that in your Teams environment? Oh, yeah, when, because then I can do this and this. Or no, because I always do this and this. They might even say, oh, it would be more useful if you could pop that open in uh, Outlook instead of on Teams. So ask the question. Lots of ifs and possibilities. Yeah, and of course, might. because they're all different ideas, applications, business processes, people's organizations. So, yeah. So how successful do you think it would be then if you, ha if you went down this line at the moment? Well, you don't need to add all your applications you do, on there. Because the big advantage no. of this is everything in one place. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... Yeah, but, 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 everything yeah, but, before the but is bullshit. You know that. But... Uh, However... <laughs> maybe we're just ahead of the game here. Maybe we're just talking about this too early. Yeah, and I was talking about this last year even. So <laughs> so we haven't moved on much. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think it is a fascinating idea. I think strategy-wise, it could definitely be an add-on to where you have your applications anyway. Because let's face it, most of the applications these days are all SaaS applications. They're all web-driven, serviced to you by a website or by a web page. Those things are easy to show up. No, I get that. I get that. Well, the other question that was going through my mind as you were talking was um, mobile. I'd thought about 10 minutes ago and forgot to mention it, but do all apps that run in MS Teams run in the mobile? And are they the same development path or are they different? So no, if they're I, different. So I have yeah. to develop both for mobile and for desktop. Yeah, but that's what you do with Power Platform, for example. That's what you do with regular development as well. You're so just a typical MVP. You've got an answer for everything, haven't you? I do. But no definites. No, because it <laughs> always depends. It depends. Oh, well, I like it. It's an idea. It's certainly worth considering. I think there's a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, I didn't think we were going to get 50 minutes talking about this. I really didn't. But it's actually an interesting subject, isn't it? You don't believe me, do you? Are we 50 minutes in? 50 minutes in, oh, mate. Oh, man. That was cool. We are sh we're such bullshitters. <laughs> we're consultants. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> That's what you get by paying people by the hour. Okay. I think no. it's neat. I, what I really quite liked about the idea was, and even though I was negative, I don't think it would work, but I like the idea of being able to place it in front of the customer as an MS Teams strategy for the long term because we do ms teams now and go these are the advantages do this do this do this do this yeah you spend six months rolling it out and and adopting it blah 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 but you've actually got life beyond that not something you need to make a decision on now but as a strategy moving forward uh, and it would be cheaper 
you won't have to treat, cheat, teach people new applications, whatever and how to get to them, because they would all be using a similar Teams interface and that kind of stuff. You would not even agree with that. No, I don't agree with that, because you're really thinking about redeveloping an application so that it fits in the in the Teams Of course, sphere. You, want, you want an ecosphere, don't you? That's yeah. what the SDK is yeah, for. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I, I'm I'm thinking more as a maybe as a first step, but it, way easier to just surface the web page as it is in Teams in a in a tab. Yeah, but you can still if it's your website, you can still if your web page, you can still develop it so that it has the right color schemes and it yeah. it's branded by the organization. Uh, and all yeah, that I kind get of it. stuff. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I mean, this isn't, there's going to be questions to raise. Now, the question that I want to ask you is that we've drank a number of American whiskeys. Yeah. All right. I have never driven, I've never drank one from... Indiana. Indiana. So let's make that happen. All right. I'm going to let you do the pouring while I just give people a few bit of a background on this. So what we're going to taste is the Templeton rye. And... Six-year-old, yeah. Um, so we like rye whiskies. I really adore rye whiskies because of the aromatics. And, and you know, it's just kind of different. So this is a, a temperament rye. It's charred in American oak barrels. Um, so it's a, a new barrel. And, of course, they set fire to it, which is always spectacular to see. Um, and uh, it's got an interesting taste spiral. Okay, so, yeah, we're going to get spicy, buttery, caramel, um, and, and all that kind of stuff. We'll taste it in a minute. But it's got a history. So, apparently, and I'm going to quote back here, back in the dark days of prohibition, a group of farmers met secretly in the little town of Templeton, Iowa, to become bootleggers to supplement their income and actually, yeah, sell the alcohol. And, of course, so that's where the Templeton Rye name comes from. And there's a couple of guys uh, actually in, uh, oh, Merrill? Is that an American guy named? Merrill? Merrill could be a girly name. Anyway, Scott and Merrill, 2001, decided to reinvent the name, and this is what they came up with. Oh, so this is not the thing that Al Capone was drinking. The good stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because that, that's what we read earlier, was that Al Capone apparently called that the good stuff. Correct. He so. says here that uh, Al Capone's favorite hooch was the Templeton uh, rye and he called it the good stuff and the end of prohibition plus the economic recovery put paid to the original templeton rye but this is how do they call it the new version is a tribute to it okay okay it's cool yeah then again tributes are not that bad um oh That's and okay. I, i've actually now found the grain because we were looking for this earlier ah. so um so the the you're gonna love this Oh, uh, no corn. Pacific formation is 95% rye with a dash of corn oh. and barley. Just five. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, legally, you only need to have 51% rye, but they've gone the whole hog. Okay. So, and we're going to raise a glass to prison number AZ85, Mr. Al Capone. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, Mr. Capone. Actually, it smells like rye. It does smell like rye. That is a very, very what surprise. What a surprise. Actually, it smells like Oxford rye. It kind of does. Yeah. Yeah, it brings back memories. Mm. The color is really dark, though, for a rye. It's normally a kind of 
a little lighter than this is. Well, if you get rye bread, it's also very dark. So. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> so I suppose if you're 95% rye, <laughs> yes. and if you have 49% corn, it will be yellow. Yes. So I guess that yeah, makes some yeah, sense. Yeah. But it is, it is a beautiful color, yes. Yeah, pretty it's dark. It's very nice on the nose, but it, it is not very aromatic. It's quite consistent. Uh, yeah. And maybe it is because there's not a lot of corn in it, but there's not a lot of sweet notes in it in the nose. No, either. it's very buttery, actually, kind of. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, buttery nose. Good call. Yeah. I don't think I've, no I've nosed a whiskey this buttery, this kind of, that beautiful, deep, fat, oily kind of butter. Nice. Well, it does have a big oil layer on top of it either, so. Yeah, lovely. Right. You going in? Um, uh, am I? Yeah. So it's definitely got long tears on it. There's no doubt about that. And he's not got a smile on his face. Is it as Ooh. he actually. Oh, it was a good finish. Yeah. Yes, that as well. But it is one of those whiskies where it doesn't taste like it smells. It's way sweeter, way more caramel. More of that burnt sugar, but not overly. It's pretty spicy. Smooth. It is pretty, 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 pretty Really? Smooth. It was good for you, was it? Yes. It was very smooth, actually. It's a little, on the tongue itself, it's a little like water. It, but on the side, it burns. So you've got a big contrast between one and the other. Yeah. And the finish is spicy, long spice. Yeah. A very smooth. Actually, it's going from the tip of my tongue, the spices, all the way back down to the back of my throat. Mm. But it's a bit of a nothingness, isn't it? I, I want to, like, the nose is very buttery, but I kind of miss the oils in the mouth, mm. you know? Because that's what I like. I like these heavy, oily whiskies. And this is, this is smooth. This might be a little too smooth. Maybe There's not it's a lot of resistance. the complexity. Yeah, but if it's only got if it's ninety five percent rye with only five percent of barley and corn, mm. it's going to miss the complexities that 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 mash brings would normally bring. I would expect. Second sip. Also, I think if this would be cask strength, this would be way better. I think. But it is a good it is a good drinker's whiskey. I mean, I could definitely sit with a glass of this uh, in, with a conversation with somebody and just second sip drinking. you get the butter and the oiliness. It's not chewable, of course. Yeah, I think if I saw this on a in the bar, I I would want to taste another one. Ooh, there's a bit of corn. Buttered corn. <laughs> now, I, I saw that they also have a 10-year-old. I might be tempted to try that whenever I have a chance. Yeah. To see how that Interesting. livens well, up. We say that we talk about some crap, and we've talked about a lot of crap tonight on the, on this, <laughs> on the possibility of apps in MS teams. Oh, boy. And we drink a whiskey that would be uh, unusual and difficult to get hold of. So I think yeah. we've met our podcast brief. Yes, um, I think so tonight. too. Yes, this is uh, this is definitely a whiskey you probably haven't had before, unless you're living in Indiana in the US. Iowa is it Iowa or Indiana? Oh, I thought it, it said Indiana. Just, uh, no, that's, oh. I think the the 
yes, comes out of Indiana, is the name of the distillery, of course. The original Templeton Rye was Iowa. That's why they're, they're two there. So, yeah, Indiana, straight rye whiskey in new chard. No age statement, so I'm guessing it's just the four years then. This is six years. Oh, yes, but it said no age on the details. That's interesting. Hmm. It does say six years on the label. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Mm. That's good stuff. This would be something like stuff. just after work, before you take the train home. Yep. You step inside a bar and you have one of these. You say, Temperton Rye, please, six years. Yes. Oh, you've got 10. I'll take a 10. Yeah. That was neat. Or maybe even the four-year-old might be just very energetic and lively. And Imagine that would be a lot mm, spicier. spicier. I guess so. Hmm. The spice is interesting. That's, that's the most surprising part of this. The butter, the butter and spice, two extremes, really. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that probably describes it, literally, Buttery what is, is the two extremes. You get that kind of butter on the tongue, but the, the spice is still there even now. Yeah. So, so we've got a cat that wants to come and taste the whiskey too. All right, cool. Well, this was an interesting podcast. We had yeah. three subjects we wanted to cover. Um, and we one forgot of them, about one. Well, yeah, and <laughs> we didn't talk about the other two. Yeah, well, the other one was about the permissions for these things, and of course, that I nearly got into in here because it's these apps you need to be very careful of if they're yeah. you know on another tenant. But that is a whole conversation to have on top of this. So, Moraine, thank you very much for bringing this. I think that was uh, a neat subject, and uh, you obviously believe in it. And uh, yeah, I wish you well, and I look forward to reading the blog article on how I set up MS Teams as a hub. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. So don't forget, uh, you will see some wee drams popping up on the site, 20 minutes of on a single subject, um, where Marina and I get to kind of talk about the presentations we're doing and uh, our ideas at the moment. I have a ludicrous idea that I want to do on the wee drams because uh, uh, I was reading Dante's um you know seven layers of seven hell? sins and yeah. all that kind of stuff okay so i was thinking that there's an alignment between those seven sins and uh implementing microsoft 365 so <laughs> I, I i will uh i will work that one a little okay. bit more and maybe okay. we'll have a comedy moment or two okay uh, but we'll worry about that one later so hey i hope you've enjoyed this it's uh uh, hopefully we've added a few thoughts and considerations on how you can position MS Teams a little bit more front and center for your users and not just as a kind of chatting tool and a, and a tool to get to your files, but actually add more value uh, in terms of the way that it's positioned within your organization. So Teams is a hub uh, and uh, your application starting point as delivered and brought to you by Moraine Summers. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, All time right. to wrap up. It is, yes. Steve Dolby here saying goodbye. You can catch me on everything. And maybe I'll catch you in Commsverse in a few weeks' time, two or three weeks' time. And uh, if I do, say hi. And uh, come and join me because on the first day of Commsverse, I'm actually doing live video recording, streaming and uh, as part of the event so that would be fun so anyway it's bye from me and bye from me we are not millennials we are matured
maybe more than Maren. Maturing the business like whiskey in a barrel. 